don't know what we're going to do for a cold open. I don't know. Well, you could tell a few jokes, Peter. You want to tell a few jokes, <laughs> You're Peter? so worried about right. it. Yeah. Uh, You're just out of gas. I, no, I got something for you. <laughs> yeah? I know a woman who makes longer yardsticks. Want a meter? You know, if I if ever I did hear a joke that could start the whole world crying, it would be that one. <laughs> oh. oh, wow! I'm sorry. That was I just had to get the reference, and I didn't <laughs> intend it to be quite that mean. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I'd Buy That for a Dollar, a podcast about inexpensive, common, and underappreciated records that are waiting to be rediscovered. I'm your host, Sean Hartman, curator for the New Metal Retrospective. Now that's what I call male fragility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been obsessed with Woodstock 99 again because there's that new documentary. Yeah, they give you one every year now. I know. It's horrible. I'm co-host Jeremy, American poet, because this is the end, my only friends. <laughs> yeah. Reaching ever so slightly with the Jim Morrison reference there. Yeah, well, it's the end of the season. I'm out of gas. You know, my, my titles are getting kind of weak. <laughs> the boy needs a break. He's tired. Yeah. Well, since this is the end of season three, this is our special wrap-up episode. I am co-host Peter Cook, and I have a confession to make. Love a Peter confession. So, for our listeners, just so you know, Jeremy's maybe mentioned this once or twice on episodes, but I record with him at his house, and he provides snacks, drinks, and many times those are Oreos. A good variety of flavors of Oreos, ones I've never tried before. They're delicious. It's like what Java chip and what is the pumpkin spice we have right now? Right? Yeah. And so, you know, I would have maybe three or four while we're here. And, but then I found myself now, sometimes while he's at work, sometimes in the middle of the night, I've been leaving his window unlocked while he's not here and coming oh, in no. and eating his Oreos. Have you noticed a few, like a few disappearing here and there? I thought it was just my roommate, but <laughs> that's what I was hoping you would think. Oh. But I realize in doing that, that I have broken the covenant of the Oreos and therefore I'm, I'm just, I'm packing up and taking off to California. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that is a reference to. So at the at the end of season three of Seinfeld, Kramer was using Jerry's keys that he had loaned or he had on uh, spare keys that he had to come into his apartment at any given time of the day, interrupting Jerry's life, abusing his key privileges, uh, and he had broken the covenant of the keys and then took off for California at the end of season three of Seinfeld. Wow. Does this now mean that we're going to spend our break writing a two-part episode <laughs> where Peter quits the podcast <laughs> and gets accused of murder and Jeremy and I both have to clear his name and convince him to be our friend and co-host again? That's the beginning of season four. 
<laughs> yeah. All right. I'm here for it. Let's do Interesting. it. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, that's uh, really building up next season to be something it won't be at all. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is our, the first time we've done a special wrap-up episode of the of the podcast. We just uh, thought it would be better use of time to do it on its own special little bonus episode. Yeah, instead of cramming it at the end of the whatever the last one of the season is. Yeah. That, and we didn't want to entrap a guest and have them... Uh, get all nostalgic about a full season's worth of material that they probably haven't even listened to. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on, Bo. (laughs) But yeah, we didn't want to do that to Bo, our last guest. So here we are. We're going to each talk about our top three favorite records that we did not pick or that we weren't familiar with prior to season three. They're, They're all from, we're talking, of course, exclusively about selections from season three. And we're going to play a clip that we did not feature on each of those albums. And then we'll, we have a few other things. Sean apparently has a surprise segment for us that Jeremy and I have, oh, yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. We're in the dark. <laughs> you got to listen till the end of the episode to hear it as well. So yeah, dig in. Well, let's do this, Sean. You are up first. Okay. So my top three episodes that I did not host it's always tough to make these lists. Like I have to figure out what the, what the criteria is. And I feel like the most common thing we've done is like what record surprised you and stuck with you the most. So that's kind of what I'm using. I don't know what you guys went with for your criteria. Kind of the same thing. All right. So first up dynasty, the second adventure dynasty is a band that I'd seen around and kind of knew a little bit about, but once we really dug in, they, quickly become a favorite of mine picked up that record and a couple other other albums and been working them into dj sets love that band yeah lots of good material there yeah and that was guest lauren ram who brought that record onto our radar yep lauren always brings the heat true she'll be back for season four nice second on my list uh this was a record that i was pretty familiar with but it was fun to do have a reason to get more of a dive into the artist, and it was also just a very fun episode to record. That was Michael Frank's The Art of Tea. Ooh, that was my pick. It was. You did a great job, bud. I had a lot of fun doing that episode with you. Aw. Yeah, that was... It's a good record. That's why I picked it. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) And I went back through and play the rest by Michael Frank's records around then and also you know listen to some of his later stuff that we mentioned on the episode like uh, albums like Passion Fruit that I hadn't heard before which are a little smoother and not for everybody but they got some jams the man had a long career with a lot of good songs in there and then last on the list is I think this was the first episode of the season actually Lou Rawls unmistakably Lou another Jeremy pick oh dang two votes for me that's right. That album I wasn't super familiar with going into it. I already really liked Lou Rawls, but had kind of only spent time with his 60s stuff and I think kind of maybe unconsciously wrote off his later stuff. And it's been fun rediscovering Lou and getting into his disco era. I was just playing some disco Lou Rawls at the dance party last night for disco night and people were eating it up. It was awesome. And you- Lou Rawls was the selection you were going to play, right? The clip? Yeah. He's got the song Spring Again 
off that record, which is one of my favorite tracks on the album and one we didn't have time for. So let's go ahead and give that a listen. All right. Unmistakably Lou. We're looking at side A, track two, written by Gamble and Huff. It's spring again I can hear the birds sing again See the flowers start to That was Lou Rawls. Up next, Jeremy, are your top three selections from season three. That's true. And guess what, Peter? What's up? You didn't bring any of them. Guess what, Sean? You didn't bring (laughs) any of them either. Well, what happened? Did you break the rules and picked only records you covered? No, I only picked ones that guests brought. And it wasn't even intentional. I was just going back through the season and I just picked ones that jumped out at me. And my number one, I knew. I didn't even have to look. I just knew. But we'll get there. Late on us. Number three for me was Jane Sibbery, The Speckless Sky, brought by co-host James Duke, who I actually got to see in person yesterday, which was cool. Nice. Yeah. You lucky dog. I know. So fun. That one that one might have jumped out to me more also because my current boss really likes Wyndham Hill material and he just like is putting yeah. putting it on at work all the time. And that's cool with me, but uh I always think of this record <laughs> every yeah. time he's like, Do you like this Wyndham Hill stuff? I love this stuff. Riding hard for Wyndham Hill. <laughs> yeah, he's the first person I've ever met who rides hard for Wyndham Hill. Nice. Someone so, someone has to do it. Did you? I know. I like. Did you it. tell your boss? I, I didn't. No. <laughs> no. Did no. I, I like mentioned the podcast to him, and he just had this blank look on his face, like, "Oh, that's fun." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how it goes. So that was my number three. I think that's a really interesting story. Uh, it's really interesting record, and different from just about anything else we've done too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it comes from a different angle than a lot of the material we've covered. So, I thought that was a cool one to 
to go revisit if you're looking for some episodes to check out. I think we did get a thank you from Jane Sibbery for that one. Just a simple thank you. But oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, this season we've had a handful of artists reaching out, and that's amazing. Number two, Johnny Nash, Hold Me Tight, with guest host Shane Hartman, Sean's doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really close to putting that in my top three, so I'm glad you're giving Shane some love on this one. Yeah, that was that's one of those like guys that you just see the record and you just skip it every time for yeah. years for me. So it was really cool to actually dip into it and be like, oh, this is really good. So, yeah. See, now I'm just going to say I automatically disqualified any episodes that I even co-hosted, even if the guest was the one that brought the record. So Same here. We're not working with the same criteria here. Yeah, well. Yeah, Jeremy's like, you guys didn't bring any of these. And I'm like, but we brought the guests on. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were a part of it. We did the research. <laughs> We work hard on this podcast, Jeremy. I'm all all the credits going to the guests. All right, that's fine. I'm taking you two for granted. <laughs> we take your mixing for granted, so that's fair. Aw. Aw. <laughs> and number one for me, didn't even have to think about it. The Roach is self-titled. Makes sense. You've been repping that one hard ever since. Yeah, that one really got to me at at a certain core in my being the the lyricism and everything just oh it gets me that was uh guest host taylor rowley brought that yeah yeah taylor had a a lot of opportunities to uh bring one of our favorite selections (laughs) she was on three times this season alone i believe yeah she's our our most guested guest host right Mm mm-hmm yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah, so that was number one for me. Uh, I'm going to play The Troubles from it. Yeah. And I picked that track in particular because I've been listening to a bunch of live roaches lately. And they do this thing when they do their live version of The Troubles that gets like real dissonant and strange where their voices are doing all kinds of crazy things. And it has made me like this song a lot more than when I was first introduced to this album. So, yeah, that's something with the the Roaches is they have their albums, which are enjoyable in their own way. But then you watch live performances and you can start to appreciate things about the songs that you may not have before. Yeah, doing those harmonies live is unbelievable. Yeah, and they're just masters of stage banter too. Yeah, very true. Definitely worth looking at. And I don't know if we emphasize that enough. Definitely worth watching Roach's live performances. There's many available on YouTube. True. So so we're going to listen to The Troubles. The Troubles by The Roaches. Side. Side A, track five. Thank you. 
We're going away to Ireland, Ireland, Ireland soon, Ireland soon. We'll try not to get in the way of the guns, as we always do. Try not to get in the way of the guns soon. We're flying across the ocean soon. We're flying across the ocean, ocean, ocean soon, ocean soon. I dreamed I saw my guitar topple off onto the runway. Please be careful with my guitar, whoever you are. So that was The Troubles by The Roaches, and now it is Peter's turn to let us know what that top three is. Yeah, this one took me a little while. So many great selections in season three, but I narrowed it down to, at number three I have, Mr. Paul Horn with Inside the Taj Mahal. Ooh. Oh yeah. That was one of my favorite episodes from the season that I did, so I'm glad it was appreciated. With co-host Jake Watkins. Yes. As guest. Yeah, that was, that was it's always fun when, when Jake's on. And that mosquito has never left my mind. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the guest <laughs> mosquito on the, yeah. the record. So I had a really interesting experience. I was unfamiliar with that record. A few months after we did that, I was at a little gathering at a friend's house one evening. And they had just inherited a bunch of records from a friend of theirs and they were just giving them away. They had picked through them and taken the ones they wanted out and they were just like, here, you know, go through this, take whatever you want. And I found a bunch of Paul Horn records in there. It was a very new age collection. (laughs) I (laughs) I found some Robert Fripp stuff in there too. That was cool. But I... Yeah, one of them was inside the Taj Mahal, and they were at this gathering. They were playing records in the background, and I was like, "Oh, you guys, you gotta, you gotta hear this one." And I put it on, and because we had just done it relatively recently at that point, I was able to give the whole backstory on the record and talk about what they were hearing. You know, listen, all oh, the mosquitoes coming up right here. <laughs> the whole story about the guards singing and everything, and every, it was weird. People were. It's one of the first social gatherings I've been to post lockdown and clearly and guys, <laughs> let's put on this Paul Horn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clearly I you don't want to talk about this mosquito from the seventies. They, I, I must've been doing a good job because they actually seemed interested in it and were stopping the conversation and listening. <laughs> and it was really fun. And, they, and then they, the, the couple who gave me the record were like, Wait a minute. We're giving this to you. We want this now. We changed our mind. <laughs> but, oh, but then they, they realized they could digitally listen to it, and that was fine. So I have a copy of that now that I acquired that night. But that's what's great about this podcast. You know the story behind the artist and the record. Yeah, I've definitely had similar experiences to that, especially, you know, just like being at record stores and talking to people you're digging next to. And, you know, when you're in the right audience and these nerdy music facts are appreciated, it's a great conversation starter. Yeah, it's it's just good to gauge when is the right time and the, the wrong time yes. to do it yeah. <laughs> as a fair warning. 
So I actually have just a mini for the record related to that episode. I believe somewhere in there I stated something that Paul Horn stayed making new age music after that record and didn't go back. That's not true. He did mostly new age stuff afterwards, but um, I had clearly forgotten about a record of his that I also owned, his 1974 jazz funk record Visions, which is also very good. So yeah, he he, he did a bunch of stuff still after that not just new age music yeah he did a lot because there's a lot of paul horn records that are after that all right cool well next on the list no my number two selection would be heat wave central heating with guest aswad from studio funk yeah in the uk yeah <laughs> bringing us some ohio funk mm-hmm. via the uk that was a great episode. I love doing that. That one. just that album really struck me. It's just a masterpiece. I can assuredly say, it's not just a good funk record. It's a, like a masterpiece of an album. Yeah, and as we've talked about, that's kind of rare in dance music. You know, not many artists were working completely in a album format. There was singles and then filler, and you know, you got those rare cases of a band that just transcends and makes a complete work of art in the album format, but still is like a floor filling dance record. That's another record. I was, pl- I was playing groove line at the dance party last night and people were of course going wild for it. Cause that song will never go out of style. True. All right. My number one pick for season three, <laughs> Jeremy. It would be Chris Williamson, The Changer and The Changed. Oh, another vote for Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) That album, I just, it came into my life on a very dark, tough, stressful day. And when I first put it on, I was just in a bad mental space. This was right before the holidays. My personal life was in a very dark place. My work life was just stressful. You know, the first year kind of having to get back to things, the holidays, how are we going to do all of this? And I I put that record on. And at first, initially, I was just like, I can't even listen to this with any kind of gauging of how I feel about it. I just, I'm listening to this because we're going to be talking about it tonight. (laughs) And Then it got to Song of the Soul, and I felt lifted up out of everything dark and funky and bad that I was was feeling. That just, which is what the song seems designed to do. (laughs) And of course, we did not feature that song on the episode, and I would like to feature that one on this episode. Wow, that's uh, music at its most potent right there yeah that's uh that's what it's supposed to do (laughs) yeah it it brought a glimmer of hope a little shed of light into a very bad day for me uh one of the worst days i've probably had in the past year so yeah so that chris williamson record and then and the whole thing is just phenomenal from beginning to end and it was a really interesting story too behind that record not just Chris Williamson, but the is it Olivia Records. Yeah, and the whole yeah, yeah women's yeah. music movement. Yeah, so one of the the best selling independent albums, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, of all t- well, I think for many years. Yeah, yeah, I think that changed with the 
the 90s <laughs> the 90s and 2000s yeah well yeah definitely for for an independent album of that era to sell that well is noteworthy yeah so yes i would like to at this point feature song of the soul by chris williamson from the changer in the changed 1975 side a track five open mine eyes that i may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me open mine eyes illumine me spirit divine Song of the Soul by Chris Williamson. I will now humbly bow my head and await my gold medal for the year. <laughs> That's three votes, boys. My head's bowed. Hey, we said we weren't keeping track. Yeah, we before we, we before, track. before we started the episode, we said we weren't going to do that no more. You two said that. <laughs> <laughs> the man plays by his own rules. When I win, I I pick my rules. Yeah. <laughs> all right well jeremy is the winner of season three i'll give it to him all right now tell us the secret segment you've been hiding from peter and i <laughs> been dangling this carrot at the end of the episode so it's not completely a new segment it's more like a remixed segment i've turned the fan favorite sean reads all caps user reviews into a bit of a game that you guys can play along with. Oh, are we going to get to guess which album you're talking about? Exactly. So I am going to read the all caps user review, you know, found from the depths of the comment sections of the internet. And then I will give you three options of which record the review is talking about or the comment. So this, this first one is short and kind of easy. We'll, we'll dip your toes in with this one. Here's the review. Unity of our leaders for equality. So, was that Paul Horn inside, 
Gato Barbieri, Chapter One, Latin America, or Billy Paul Let Him In. I was thinking Billy Paul Let Him In already. Um, yeah. Jeremy, yeah, that's that's the one, isn't it? You're both right. All right, I told you it was an easy one. So <laughs> I, th- I think you guys know how this game is played. Let's move on. We got three of them. So number two, the whole world love this man. Yellow heart emoji. Rock on hand emoji. Treble clef emoji. Okay hand emoji slash white power emoji. Period. Blue heart emoji. Was that Neil Diamond, Beautiful Noise, Rick Derringer, All-American Boy, or Quincy Jones, The Dude? I'm thinking it's Rick Derringer, All-American Boy. I'm going to go with uh, Neil Diamond. That's one point for Jeremy. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is the third and final round. This is the longest user review that I have read yet, so buckle up, okay? We're talking about like four paragraphs of content right now. So here we go. I'm going to try and read the whole thing without stumbling. (laughs) I am home for the 2019 holidays, and I am wishing all of you who are as well. I live in the United States, and I do, do, do hope all of you living in this country are holding on and doing the best you can, especially all of you who are not of the 1%. (laughs) I am a 67 yo single female living on a limited income and thankfully I have a roof and I'm paying my bills. A lot of you are not. I pray for all of you and I do so hope this country I live in gets back on its feet and away from all the corruption it is going through just now. Please pray for those who want to help our country and Pray those who do not get taken out. I love this country and my heart is breaking because of all the corruption and sickness going on in the top layers of my country, my government, all those people who are voted to take care of us, the people who pay their salaries. I am so incredibly hurt and disgusted and ashamed. I have to see 24-7 people who were elected into this government who are doing nothing but serving their bank accounts or egos and not the people. Okay. I said it and wrote it. So sue me all you shameful, lying, disgusting traitors sitting in my white house, Senate government. I am a broke old lady and hell no, I do not ever want to talk or meet that absolute disgrace sitting in our white house right now. Parentheses. December 21st, 2019. Even though he is down in Florida, get this disgraceful traitor, liar, loser, adulterer, thief, con man, thug, out of my White House. Get him out! Was that <laughs> Todd Rundgren, a wizard, a true star? Please tell me it's Gino Vanelli. Damn, I didn't even write that as an option. All right, was that Todd Rundgren, a wizard, a true star, Frank, folk singer, or Kenny Loggins, celebrate me home? <laughs> I think it was Kenny Loggins, celebrate me home. What was the first one again? Todd Rundgren, a wizard, a true star. I feel like I lost my voice reading that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with Todd Rundgren. I could see someone uh, maybe you know had a few too many drugs in the 70s 
liked Todd a lot and somehow ended up making that. Well, you guys are tied. That's a point for Peter. It was oh, Kenny Loggins celebrate me home. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> All right. He really brings that out of people, you know? Yeah. Such an angry man. <laughs> Whew. Wow. What a find. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the, the remix segment. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could be a new tradition that we do that for the wrap up. All right. We'll see you at the end of season four. <laughs> All right. Well, excellent, Sean. Thank you. I, th- that was a great addition to season three, by the way, the all caps user reviews. A little quiz. <laughs> yeah. It's fan favorite. Kind of like our old, old, old segment of Grill Peter where we just like hit him with questions. But <laughs> this is a little more equal, I think. Yeah. That one was starting, was starting to feel targeted. Yes. With that one. <laughs> borderline harassing, I think, at times. <laughs> We do want to thank all of our season three guests. We had a lot. I believe I counted 21 total, and that's a few that came back more than once. Wow. So roughly in the order they appeared, we have DJ Lola Kinks, Leora Haas, Shane Hartman, Lauren Ram, David Drucker, Bob Bucko Jr., Taylor Rowley, James Duke, Juji Mshenda, Aswad, Wes Wheat, Ike Turner, Jacob Selner, Ryan Werner, Greg Kaz, Jake Watkins, Skip Heller, Melanie Bale-Smith, Mark Weathersby, a.k.a. DJ Mahogany, Lance Barisi, and Bo Gordon. Whew, quite a list. Wow, quite the lineup. Looking forward to having many of those back for season four, as well as getting some some new guests new blood through for the podcast i know we just spoke with steven plastic crime wave krakow about guesting on season four and sure we got many others lined up but we also of course want to thank our patreon subscribers of which i think we have 32 as of this recording thank you so much for the continued support of this little venture of ours of course, if you're not already a subscriber, you can go over to patreon.com slash I'd buy that podcast for just $1 a month. You can get early access to episodes. They'll be sent to you a few days in advance of everyone else getting them. At the $5 tier, you'll get that early access plus bonus episodes, which we have around 30 of as of this recording. At the $10 tier, you get the early access, the bonus episodes, and the exclusive monthly mix as well made by one of your beloved co-hosts each month we rotate and at the $20 tier you get the early access you get the bonus episodes you get the exclusive monthly mix and you get the vinyl subscription where our own dj hard bargain aka sean hartman will send you a couple curated selections in the mail along with a handwritten note well, you're not going to say the rhyme. You wrote such a cute little tagline last time. Oh, no, I don't remember it. What did I say? <laughs> a curated selection from his own collection. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I didn't know it was so appreciated. I'll, I'll keep that in my back pocket for when I need it. All right. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Patreons. You literally enable us to do this. Otherwise, we we couldn't. Yeah. 
And we, uh, it's how we fund keeping the show online. We don't keep any of that money. We're not going on vacation on your dime. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you, of course, to Ellen Vandermeide for creating the wonderful exclusive merch for our patrons this season with the oh, true is amazing merch yeah thank you ellen yes very cool sergeant pepper themed merch but you know what if you're not a patreon subscriber if you're just a listener of ours thank you so much you have helped us reach one hundred thousand downloads of this oh, podcast yeah yeah today that we're recording this we just hit a hundred thousand downloads yeah of the podcast which I, I did the, roughly the math equals out to that's each episode getting downloaded about 600 times. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Approximately. Yeah. Yeah. I think our most downloaded episode is close to 5,000 now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Some episodes have, you know, maybe 300 others have 5,000, yeah. but yeah. So that was a really, that's a monumental moment for us to hit a hundred thousand yeah. downloads. There's a peek into our stats. I had a job yeah. interview the other day where this podcast was actually relevant. And I was like, yeah, we're like almost to 100,000 uh, downloads. And he was like, a week? And I was in my mind like, no, I would not be interviewing for a job if I got 100,000 downloads a week. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be uh, like the top podcast <laughs> yeah we'd be like bought out by spotify for eight million dollars or something <laughs> new york times presents i'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> exactly guys I, I think there might be many podcasts that get more than a hundred thousand downloads a week i could be wrong though no not not independent ones i would bet well not independent ones no very very few independent that get that kind of we're, we're way deep in the weeds. Let's get out of these weeds. <laughs> Not where we, where we meant to go, but yeah, thank you so much for the continued support, however you're doing it. We're glad you're here with us on this adventure. Was there anything else we wanted to say before we get out of here for the season? Oh, we're going to tell people what's happening during the rest of this break and uh, what the theme is for kicking off season four. Yeah, the rest of this break, we're going to play back some of a couple of the old episodes curated by us that we think, you know, in case you're not someone who listens to everyone, these are ones we'd really like to point out. Hey, check this one out. Yeah. It's good. Our rewinds. Yeah. Our rewinds. And just like last season break, we'll record a new little intro, mention why the episode is personal and we want people to check it out and give you a little something to do while we're off on break and then come october 4th we will be back with season four if i buy that for a dollar and what are we doing to kick things off someone tell me i forgot i don't know what sean. are we doing sean yeah so we've ex we've experimented with different kickoffs you know we did the back-to-back -back ramsey lewis episodes for season two but we decided that we liked what we did for season three which was we picked a kind of slightly looser theme for the first month so that we could still cover different artists but work around a theme. So season four, the month of October, we are going to be listening to all albums from the year 1972. Which is 50 years ago now. 50th anniversary. <laughs> exactly. 
And that will also include the Halloween episode. We even have a special 1972 Halloween episode that we will announce later. Closer to Halloween. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Can't wait to see what we all bring. Get ready for that, listeners. In the meantime, get ready for our rewinds the next few weeks. We'll see you in October. And with that, what are we getting out of here on? The song that our our guest Lance just really didn't want to play when he <laughs> guest hosted. Would that be, does anybody really know what time it is? That is the song from the Chicago Transit Authority album we covered just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's a good cut, I will say. It's, yeah. up, it's, you know, it's not in the, the vein of all that gnarly guitar stuff that we checked out on that episode but you know it definitely sounds more like your classic chicago song and it was a big hit in your face lance we're playing it anyways (laughs) (laughs) there's been a handful of episodes especially where we're talking about records that have massive hits on them where we'll just like skip the big hit because we assume everybody's heard it so yeah i'm I'm sure there's got to be a certain portion of the listenership that checks out one of those episodes hoping to hear their favorite hit song and are disappointed so we're gonna play it we're gonna give you one from a recent episode where we you don't think freeform guitar tickled that itch for them <laughs> <laughs> for some people but certainly not everyone i will say that was one of my favorite episodes of season three i really enjoyed that one i was already familiar with that album so i didn't include it but i was it's one i had wanted to do for a while ever since Krakow had first shown me that freeform guitar i was just like whoa (laughs) not what i expected from chicago for sure well that that about does it then thank you so much that concludes season three of i'd buy that for a dollar my name is peter cook i'm jeremy ruggles and i'm sean hartman